toilet. Here we go. Welcome to We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. We talk about arcade games. It's in the title. You might have figured that out. We're here every week. You might have figured that out too. Today, we are talking about a classic that has hit several consoles and other platforms. But we're talking about the origins of Rygar. Legendary Warrior Rygar, or as it was known in Japan, Arugosu no Senshi, which means Argus the Warrior, or Warrior of Argus, not Argus the Sensual, because vegetables can be sensual, while people are sensuous. I'm Nakabun, they call me Mrs. Wormer, this is Roboduke, they call him Otter, what's up? Let's fight! Yes, let us fight. <laughs> Rygar, released by Tecmo in... 1986 in the arcades. Looks really good for a 1986 game. Wide release, too. It was everywhere at once. Even on the X68000? Wow, I thought it was a 6800. It's a 68000 machine. It probably came later that year. Yeah, it got thrown everywhere. You are a guy. You are, well, in America, you are Rygar. In Japan, you are not Rygar. You are Argos, or Argus. Greek or Roman, take your pick. Rygar, in either version, is the bad guy. Or, well, in America, he's Ligar, and you're Rygar because they were lazy. But you are a rose from your grave or something. It's been 4.5 billion years since Earth's creation. Many dominators have ruled in all their glory, but time was their greatest enemy, and it defeated their reign. And now a new dominator's reign begins. So technically... You could take this information from the beginning of the game, which scrolls by way too fast to actually read. The assumption being you could probably just wait for time to pass and this guy would fall. But now they uh, they bring you back to life and uh, give you a frisbee slash shield. I guess it's got some pointy things on it. I don't know. One of the arcade flyers has fire around it. Other ones don't. Or no, that's the NES cover. And there's a chain on it and you throw it and you hit stuff and you win. Or you dial out. Or, well, a little column A, a little column B. But, yeah, that's Rygar. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> it's been legendary. Yeah. Dude, Rygar is awesome. He- oh, oh, yeah, it's great. Not to mention, the Frisbee shield, thing, it's not a shield. It's not a Frisbee. It's called a disc armor. But you don't wear it. I mean, he wears it on his arm. Yeah. Which he throws out on a chain, which, as a kid, was probably the coolest looking thing ever. It's pretty badass. I always thought you were just throwing a buzzsaw. I didn't realize it was a shield until I saw the cover. And yeah, I always I thought like, of it as like a giant mace until I saw the cover. It just looked like a big, like a huge man-sized mace he was throwing out. The yeah, NES version, then the arcade version. Yeah, I can see like a Morningstar. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what a Dominator is, but I'm guessing they dominate everything every once in a while. Yeah, it's kind of like a dictator or something. Yeah, and... Uh, or an Ozymandias, whatever, Master Volume Survey. And you really blew my mind there, because I had no idea the villain was named Rygar. It always yep. 
seemed like because every game was named after the hero back in the day, you know. Super Mario Brothers, you're playing Mario. Sonic the Hedgehog, you're playing yeah. Sonic. Ghouls and Ghosts, you're playing the titular Ghouls and Ghosts. So technically, in Japan, you're not even Argos. You're just the legendary warrior. You're the legendary warrior? Yeah. That's it? Yep. Mm. Technically, mm. from the title screen, you could have called it Legendary Warrior and Rygar. But that sounds like a buddy cop movie. The Legendary Warrior fights versus Rygar. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Real Time came out not too much similar to it. It's a scrolling, side-scrolling... It's kind of a precursor to beat-em-ups, really. Side-scrolling enemy spawn, bonanza, go stage to stage, and either kill everything or jump on things. We'll get to that in a bit. Some of the mechanic, some of the uh, gameplay mechanics are pretty sweet in this. Yes. It, it's, uh, it's very ahead of its time. A uh, little bit of parallax. I think... I don't know if it counts as parallax with the backgrounds, because they kind of follow you, but it does change a little as you're going through each level. The deal with making mechanics is... Uh, around the time, you had Castlevania, kind of. Similar animal there, where you're throwing some out to kill things with the Belmont Whip, the Vampire Killer, mm-hmm. and uh, it's other precursors in the game. That was around... Uh, Russian Attack, I believe it was around the same time. Definitely the same era. But the whole running, a little more stabby that one, and more nukes, and more Russians. But, same basic animal. You're running, you're trying to kill some boss dude. Very strong shades of Altered Beast here as well. From the rising from your grave, to the nods to Greek mythology, and technically being undead. Yeah, and all the crazy, ridiculous monsters you get to fight along the way, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, Not so much the uh, turning into an animal thing, but you don't need that. You don't need that. They, they, no. This was pre-furry. Well, no, there were definitely furries by then. But <laughs> there will be no gifting in the kingdom of Argul. That's what it's called. It's the land of Argul. Uh, I don't know if it's technically a kingdom, but it is definitely a land of Argul. Oh, we know where we're at in this game. It's not just like ambiguous Roman Greek land or ambiguous Soviet Union world. Well, it's not a real place, but it, it has a name. Good, good, good. I like that. It's, it's always nice to know where you're at in a game. Yeah. So you're on platform seven and getting kicked in the face. Anyway, uh, the whole deal. Rygar, you've got a lot of stages of running. You've got a time limit. You're scored on several different elements. You're scored on your murder uh, factor, where you're killing your enemies endlessly spawn. As you move past their spawn points, they start spawning from different points, and different types of enemies spawn from different points. You've got these tombstones popping up that you break open, and they give you treasure. And it's kind of interesting with those, as you proceed, ones will pop up behind you that weren't there before, pop out of the ground too. It's not just a pop-in like it forgot to render or anything it's part of the game <laughs> the ghouls and ghosts treasure chest coming out of the ground kind of yeah there's another uh making mechanics where ghouls and ghosts ghosts and goblins yeah. goblins and ghouls and ghosts and giblets that's that, <laughs> that's a soft g i'm sorry yeah though this uh, has a lot less uh platforming than that does this is so left to right it's the most left to right game ever yeah there's a little bit of verticality the whole deal with the tombstones is you can go back and break them, risking uh, getting murdered in the butt while you do, or you can just keep going. Plus, you've got time to worry about and all that. So it's kind of weighing risk and reward. Most of the treasures are garbage, but you can also get power-ups, which help out. I don't know what most of them did. There were little icons at the bottom. I think, again, this is another list on the around the frame of the game on the machine. But there is one that makes you invincible. You can tell because there's glowy stuff around you and the music changes. That's the one that matters. I forget which of the items it is, but they all reflect 
basically what you're wearing anyway. There's a crown-looking one. There's what looks like a shield. I guess the powers of your uh, your disc armor. And yeah, I don't know if it makes it stuff. a little longer or anything. Or they definitely had that in the NES version where you could get power ups to get more range and stuff on your weapon, right? Yeah, the NES version was definitely its own beast. We might get a little bit more into the NES version later, but there's definitely a power up element to that one. Other than the bit of confusion with what the power ups do, the HUD for this is really good. The whole layout of the screen. I mean, you get your standard score up top, whatnot. Uh, there's a ranking system for whenever you finish a level. And it goes up. Uh, the nice thing is that stays with you no matter how many times you continue. So no matter how many coins you pump into this thing, I don't even know the, what the icons mean. There's different icons. It's like it's like a medal, really, or like a ribbon you would wear in the military, and it changes as you get further and kill more. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. That's at the way top left of the screen, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and it shows it at the end of every stage. Oh. Yeah. Down at the bottom, you've got your little line of uh, power indicators. you got your little man's. Which look like a little man's. You got your round number. Uh, that's your stage number, and it's got a little map, like a tiny pixel art map of the stage with a little frame that proceeds as you proceed, so you know where you stand when death hauls you off for the 18th time. <laughs> it's not that difficult, especially when you realize that you can jump on things' heads rather than killing them and get some sick bounce combos going. Mm-hmm. You can even bounce on some of the enemies. There's lava monsters. You can bounce on their fireballs they spit at you. You can jump you can on top of them and bounce fire. on them. You can bounce off axes. You got really good boots is basically what it comes down to. Sweet, super powerful boots in this game, which you need when uh, traversing a land that constantly has a flow of lava only five feet beneath the ground. Yeah, that is kind of inconvenient. I think the only stages where you don't see the lava are ones where you're going over waterfalls or going over other waterfalls, really. It's, it's there all the time. So it, which looks really cool. Yeah, it looks great. The thing is, I guess Argul was built on a volcano or is just having a real bad time. It looks pretty for a place if it is having a bad time. I don't know. It's much in the way of ruins, really. It's all fairly natural scenery. It's all very colorful. You're colorful. The animations are pretty solid. Like different creatures react differently when you jump on them. And they all have different yes. death animations too. Mm-hmm. You've got guys like doing flips and basically turning themselves inside out to turn into bat dragon things that are really annoying. Those are the weird headless guys, right? Maybe they were. I think I don't know if it's them because you barely see them and then they flip inside out and turn to like demons in the air, which is so freaking cool. Looking. No, no, the headless guys came out me a little more, uh, a little stronger than the flying demon dudes. Okay. And you've got the other flying demon dude that throws, like, bees at you, or, well, bitey bugs. The Rodans that drop uh, berserker, like, Viking guys on top of you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah, and then there's, like, the little, like, horned guys that crawl on the ground, so you have to duck to hit them. And then there's the giant horned, like, rhinos that have guys that ride on their backs that attack you and stuff, too. But you can easily jump on them and bounce on them because you got your super tough shoes. Yeah, and you can stab them in the ass, too. <laughs> as for what you can do, yeah, as for what you can do with the deal with these guys, uh, you stab them in the ass with your shield. Discarmer. Discarmer. Yes. You can throw it to the right. You can throw it to the left. Or you can throw it straight up. Whoa! Oh! Well, it's not even straight up. He throws it in an arc over him, which is pretty damn sweet. Suck that, Simon Belmont. You ain't got nothing on this, Steez. Mm-mm. And I do love that. So good. It- gets that nice swinging arc like right over his head to hit any of the enemies there but the only thing that stinks is it's like you're surrounded the instant it hits one enemy it kind of like flips back to you 
So, like, you can't do, like, a cool sweep and, like, hit a bunch of guys at once when you do that, which stinks because that would be really cool, but uh, still really useful. Super handy. And you can throw it around while you're jumping, too. You're going to need to do that. And you Oh, better, gosh, you, yes. You better have that quick tap ready because sometimes there'd be swarms. <sighs> they love throwing as many enemies on the screen as possible in this, and sometimes certain levels will just constantly throw one type of enemy at you for the whole level. <laughs> Where it'll just be like all of like the little uh, like weevil pill bugs that live in the lava that like you see them below you in the lava and then they push themselves up out of the ground into the land, roll up and start rolling at you. You want to hit them out of the way. And they're the enemies I always think of when I think of Rygar. I think of those little pill bugs and they will swarm you with tons of those or like there's another level where it's. I think it's just the warrior guys and like the flying squirrel monsters diving at you the entire time. But those flippy inside out guys, the neat thing you can do is they'll flip inside out. They'll go across the screen on top of you. And if you just keep running to the right, they can't catch up with you. They just get stuck in the top left corner, like flying at you. So if you just keep running and reach the end of the level, it clears all the enemies on the screen and it'll just get rid of them. And you can just continue where when you finish the level Rygar or not Rygar, the legendary warrior has to <laughs> pick up a giant dragon pot thing, a giant urn. I'm not sure what's going on there. I think it's technically a, a brazier or brazier, not not a brazier. Brazier. Brazier, that's it. Yes. The condensed version of Brendan Fraser in, in, <laughs> in fire-bearing pot form. There's no real fire to see in it, but yeah, just a big-ass heavy pot thing. I guess that's how they seal the doors to hide their statues. There's a lot of statues. Do those they, change depending on how you do on the level? I have no idea. That's I got, what I always thought it was, was like depending on how good you do or what you do in the level depends what picture. Because sometimes it's like those two flexing dudes or it's like one big flexing dude with like an E-tank he's holding. Or like it could be a snake or it could just be like the red cross symbol. Like yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's when you find Jesus. <laughs> we found him. Felt like... It was something that would change as you go. And I feel like it's something that influenced the game that came out after this in 87 called Black Tiger by Capcom, which we reviewed in the past, which your reward for beating levels would be uh, images of your dude flexing as well. (laughs) Sweet. I'm into it. Definitely feels a lot like Rygar where you're playing this warrior type guy, but you don't have a disc armor in that. And that has a lot more puzzle elements. But go look that up. Episode from last year, I believe, in our summer. Not Summer of Stink, but uh, yeah, go check it out. Might have been one of my first episodes as well for Black Tiger, so it's on the feed. At We Talk Games, We Talk Games on iTunes. Good times. Now, as for direction, there really isn't much. doesn't really tell you entirely where you're going, uh, other than that whole thing about uh, a new Dominator terrain beginning. <laughs> Maybe you're the Dominator. I don't know. It's very unclear. All you're- Dominators must be destroyed. Destroy all Dominators. Destroy all monsters. Don't destroy all monsters because they just keep respawning. But apparently there's 27 rounds of this. It, it takes a while. It's a, well, eh, I got, a, I think I got 20. Well, when we get to the one slug, I got definitely into the double digits towards the end of the game and it only took me about half an hour. So, and that was without knowing about the jumping on heads because you're not going to give any points for it, but you could skip like two thirds of a level just bouncing from dude to dude. And then if you keep running and beat them by the a mad dash to the end, like, poof, they're gone kind of an easy way to cheat and a lot of the levels aren't super long so you can run through a lot of them because Rygar moves at a good click he's not a slow guy not at all and like another red pants fellow yeah but we won't talk about that guy 
ever, <laughs> ever again. Never. Basically, you're looking for this guy, uh, this guy Ligar. Again, in the Japanese, is Rygar. But in America, it's assumed that you are Rygar, and he is Ligar, because whatever. Even though the, the, <laughs> R's and L's are at constant battle with each other. Yeah, they're the same word characters, not character characters. Right, right. Anyway, you're trying to find this. He's like a tiger dude or something. And I guess you kill him. He looks like a Muppet who does look like Sweetums in like ceremonial battle armor or something. He's just a big furry guy with like big eyes and a big mouth. And you beat him. And when you win, a bunch of people throw you in the air or tossing you in the air in a celebratory fashion, saying his name over and over. And either I can't tell if he's saying now that I know his name is Argus, which I didn't know before. They're probably going Argus, Argus. Argus, though it sounds like they're saying Rygar, I don't know. But you get tossed in the air and then you win, and I'm guessing you probably just return to the dirt and the earth where you came from to be resurrected to fight this battle that these people couldn't themselves, always getting dominated by the dominators. Well, I mean, if you're into that and you have a safe consensual situation with a safe (laughs) word, I mean, that's perfectly fine, but I I don't think uh, these people asked for this. Liger has no safe words. Endlessly spawning monsters are not always a part of a consensual BDSM relationship, and you should discuss this with your partner before bringing them into the bedroom. <laughs> Pretty straightforward game. You run, you beat stuff up, you beat up the tiger dude, you're done. But it feels good. Oh, it feels so good. And like I love I was saying the animations were good. I forgot to mention that like the disc armor, it looks like the edges pop out a little bit. When you throw it too, like uh, the bladey bits go out to wreck mm-hmm. some face too. There's all these little touches, and it, again, 1986. This is early. This is young. This is yes. Arcades were raw. They were starting to grow hair in places there wasn't hair before, and learning about girls. And it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like a journey of discovery every time. Yeah, you find a game like this. It is right. great little platformer. The backgrounds are uh, a little bit repetitive. Things do change. I like there's a little area where you first encounter these like bug type guys where you can see they have these like little huts they've built out of mud or whatever. And there's oh, all yeah, sorts of yeah, bones yeah. scattered all around. Yeah, and- the bug dude village was pretty sweet because it's got two tiers too. They're popping out of the huts above you, which you I think can make it up to that level if you get a good bounce. Or okay. Two of them. Because I know I was up there very, very briefly before I got stabbed in the butt. Then they drop down to the main level where everything else is attacking you to you know, double your trouble. There's these one monsters that have, like, their arms are, like, curled up in a coil, and they, like, flip them out at you to hit you. Yeah, that's just impractical, but it was neat. Totally impractical, but it looks really cool. It actually reminds me of uh, the Vine Monster guy from Inframan. Have you ever seen that? The Shaw Brothers movie? No. Uh, a lot of monsters, uh, a really cool, like, Ultraman ripoff that's a little more violent. A lot of weird, wacky, strange monsters and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and a lot of that stuff back then, I think, influenced a lot of things in the 80s for, like, crazy monster designs, you know, pulling a lot of stuff from, like, Sentai things and anime and whatnot, so. Yeah, kind of going the other direction. Like, I noticed the uh, armored Triceratops things or whatever they were that the sometimes guys ride in on, sometimes they just show up on their own. Looks mm-hmm. a lot like there was that cartoon with, like, the two little blobs. And oh, yeah. Knock off. Oh, so Wiggly is shaking his head at us right now for not remembering. Herculoids! Yes, the Herculoids. It looks like the rhinoceros thing from the Herculoids that could shoot lava rocks out of its nose or whatever. That's a shame there was no, like, bleep bloop, like, blob guys in this game, just lava men. 
Yep. Which I love the design of the lava men having like the yellow like hot spots to be their eyes and mouth. Like they just look really, really cool. Unlike another game that had some interesting, weird monster designs a couple weeks ago but was terrible, this is a very fun action platformer you can play with really cool monster designs and stuff like that. Though, not like the best ending, though, just getting tossed in the air in the game telling you, thank you very much, can you accept further challenge? They asked me about further challenge when I died towards the end. Uh, How far did you get on one slug? I'd say one slug, I got through at least three levels, I'd say. It's not too hard to get through the first couple on one quarter, which is great. It doesn't really start upping the uh, enemies until you get close to like round seven or eight. Uh, While all the other levels are kind of outdoorsy, you know, with the lava beneath you, with some minor cave stuff levels, the final level changes everything completely. And all of a sudden, you're in this, you know, bright green background temple that uh, you have to play through, which you told me apparently if you die, you have to like start the whole thing over again yeah the last area when you get to round 21 things turn green when things turn green if you die you can't continue anymore oh like you have i either that or there's a limit to continues that i didn't know about but i had continued quite a few times to get there and you can't continue if you run it alive so you have to get good to actually beat rygar other than that it looks very pretty though Feels good to get there. My one yeah. slog I got, I think, again, yeah, same with you, two or three levels in. Even though I was playing super sloppy, I managed to get by. I think with a little practice, I could probably at least get to ten, maybe. It wasn't until round eight that I realized you could jump off of things. Oh, I had known it for a bit that you could do that. It's such a great way to especially get past those giant horned herculoid uh, monster guys. Really good to get past them by just bouncing off their backs. They'll just keep going left, so you don't have to worry about killing them. But, or as you said, you can stab them right in the butt with your disc armor. Yep. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of not being able to continue, there is an NES version of this game. Yes, but it is, wow, not the same at all. They added a lot to this. There's mm-hmm. a whole kind of overworld Metroidvania, even though I hate that term, going and finding stuff and coming back and talking to... Was that the one with the floaty dudes? Big bald guys yeah. that look like they're gigantic, like sitting on a platform in the distance and you can't reach them. You just go to them for like info or upgrades. Yeah, that's from that. Okay. They remind me of the wise men from the Goonies. I don't know why, but they do. Because they're just like random dudes sitting in caves like, oh, yes, Rygar, let me help you. Yep. It's just a huge game. The thing is, this NES game has no password system for saving, has no battery backup. So you got to do this in one shot. Yeah, and it's like side-scrolling and then top-down parts are in it as well. It's... Yeah, there's a couple rope climbs in the arcade version, which oh, are yeah, we for- pretty Oh, yeah, sweet. we forgot about that. We'll jump back to that. But they worked that into this where you actually need to get ropes to climb up to certain areas on the overworld. Again, trying to find items. It's an undertaking, to say the least, but I've seen a playthrough. It's not that hard to learn the speedrun run, even though the speedrun run... I'm going to keep just saying run twice next to each other because it sounds funny. The speedrun, run, run, the speedrun, run. As opposed to the do-run run. That was back in pack month. The speedrun still takes a while, but it's not... It's under 25 minutes. It's worth playing. I think the original Rygar was a fun game to play that confused the piss out of me as a kid because in those areas where the giant guy is, you could just jump off the ledge into nothingness and die right there. Yeah, to be fair, I did that enough in arcade Rygar 
just not thinking and it wasn't even jumping i just walked off a lot of ledges yeah i used to think like i can't get to this guy how do i get over to him and then i would just die mine was just bad jump timing kind of the story of my life really either one worth playing and jumping back to that rope climbing thing real quick remind me a lot of uh the lowering bits in battletoads where you're swinging down on the ropes you're not moving yeah, around quite as much, but you do have the option for, I think, all of the climbing sections. There's like three or four that pop up over the course of the game. Maybe there's another one after Die Forever Land or in the middle of there. But Iguanas to the left of me, Iguanas to the right, and you're stuck in the middle with this asshole who's dropping bitey bugs. Oh, the yeah, the flying squirrel guy who drops bees on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you, but you can wiggle the rope back and forth. To avoid that, I don't know if it gets you out of the reach of the iguana tongues. Those you just kind of have to wait for and then swing mm-hmm. towards them so you can get close enough to hit them with disc armor. But it was nice to have that little switch up here and there. It was a bit of a breather from the standard hopping and popping, the bumping and jumping, if you will. Yeah, I really like those little parts. The lizards look really cool. Their tongue sliding out, you know, flipping out a lot like that guy's arm in there as well, which is really freaking cool trick i like to do there is keep moving left to right because a lot of times he'll just drop the b to the left or right of you and that way you don't even have to dodge it you've kind of like pre-dodged it you can just stay in the center and keep running up when he drops it down on the side super duper great it's so left to right it's just like just run right shoot and kill as many things as you can with your disc armor and get to the end of the level there's only one boss being the lagger guy we mentioned earlier fun fact further down the line Tecmo made another game called Monster Rancher. There is a character in Monster Rancher, one of the monsters, known as Tiger. In Japanese, his name was Riger. <gasps> He's a blue wolf-like monster with horns on his head. So what a great of, little shout out. Guy. That was Rygar. Rygar. Oh. Another thing, too, uh, if you want to play Rygar, don't play Rygar the Legendary Adventure for PlayStation 2. It's a God of War ripoff. It's just a third-person action game. I remember renting it back in the day. Not very good. You're better off playing the awesome action platformer arcade or the NES version. I like the PS2 version. I think I game-flied it or rented it and was like, okay, this isn't a bad third-person action game, but I think I got pretty tired of it. I remember there being like just some of those parts where it's just like out of war where it's like, keep mashing on the button here to activate the thing. Oh, yeah, there's definitely some tedious QTE stuff. Yeah, whatnot, but- that or like mash on the button to mash the thing, to drop the power-up things, to power up your disc armor. I think you got different disc armors, which were kind of cooler. Like, the more you upgraded, the cooler looking it got, which I always love that. There were three different kinds, I think, if I okay. remember correctly. It looks cool. You're throwing a disc armor around in 3D, and it's just bouncing off of shit and bouncing off of faces. And well, maybe it's better than I remember. Making a lot of noises and sparks. It's not amazing, but it's pretty fun for its time. Yeah. I, th- I feel like it was early in the ps 2 run, but I could be wrong. And but it is a completely different game. Oh, absolutely. And it, it also did a lot better... Than one would expect for a old arcade franchise. They had not dusted off since the NES. They did go with it. They did go with it. Yeah, that was the time around where they were doing that with everything. That was like Maximo came out around that time. Yep. You know, trying to revive the Ghosts and Goblins uh, franchise in a totally new way. Shinobi for PS2 probably came out around that time as well. That was Ninja later. Gaiden. That was, that was like three or four years, two or three years later. Okay, but also like Ninja Gaiden was around then, and so it was all about trying to take these old things and make them into the new PlayStation 2, Xbox era 3D games and that's whatever. Where the re- that's where the reboot, the reboot uh, plague started, but... 
they were also <laughs> the reboot play. They were kind of good then. Yeah, they weren't they weren't bad, but for this game you can play this game in like a million places nowadays. For the Nintendo version, you can get it on virtual console, you can get it a lot of places. For this version, you can actually get it in the arcade archives on PlayStation 4. Those are all really really nice and play really well on there. So, if you want to play this, that's a great place to go play it. Uh, if you can find it at your local arcade, though, definitely pop a couple quarters in and give it a try. And like you said, it probably was a predecessor to to the beat 'em up genre as well. Like a lot of these games were like this and Ghosts and Goblins and Black Tiger. The Black Tiger had way more platforming and a hidden area elements than Rygar has. It's a shame more beat 'em ups later on didn't really have disc armor. <laughs> Or swirly armed guys or dudes that turn themselves inside out into bats. Everybody knows Rygar. You mentioned Rygar, people know it. We usually try to askew uh, a little bit on the uh, more uh, stranger outlying games, which surprised me that we were going to be reviewing this because I feel like this is a big arcade classic. This is a game everybody knows, especially also as well because it's been revived in a PS2 game and it is available everywhere to this day because it's so good. Unlike some other arcade games that try to be cool and have guys with red pants in them. I hated that game as much as anybody else, but you, you really got to stop harboring on that. I know, I know, I know. It's been, it's been a couple weeks, but still, you know, I'm just, you know, flashback. You you can't unplay it, but God. Anything you would do to improve Rygar in any way, shape, or form? I don't think it really needs any improving. Uh, the only thing I might actually do is it can be a little easy. You can kind of quarter spam it. There's these giant demon monsters you run into with these big horns. They look kind of like some version of Tim Curry from Legend. What would usually happen is they would leap at me and just fucking kill me. I could never hit them enough times to kill them before they would jump at me. And they would kill me, and then the game would reload me where I died, and they would just be gone. Yeah, that no. happens with any death. It wipes the screen, which also wipes any power-ups that have dropped, which was a frequent disappointment for me. I was like, yeah, ooh, but- there's the crown. Ooh, screw you, buddy. Yeah, and it would kind of almost make it too easy because you could just, like, die, pop a quarter in, clears the screen, and you get a little bit further. I might make it a little more difficult, maybe, like, make it so you have to get through the round. Or that could have made it way too difficult. I don't know. I like the difficulty level where it is. By the way, demon guys, just bounce. And one shot oh, from behind on to take care of him. Pretty much stabbing anything in the butt just ruins it. Mm-hmm. Ruins it. Yeah, I don't think it needs any improving. I like the music a lot, though. The music really is just this subtle, like, in the background. Yeah, it's like a 13-year-old's first bass lesson. But he's pretty all right. I'll give him some credit. Although, when you pick up the... year old flea. Yeah. When you pick up the... Invincibility power up. There's actually a song. It's like five times as much audio dedicated to it as the regular background noise. But I don't even think I got wait. that power up. Oh, I got it once, and it lasts forever too. And it keeps going. Like if you get to the end of the stage, it'll still be on. It'll still be counting down the time left on it. But just pretty sweet. It's also nice that it actually gives you a timer for it right on screen. And I think you get like a full thirty seconds out of it. It's it's nuts. It's great. And you just run through everything. Nice. Yeah, I like the the music when you beat a level, but it's very minimal. There isn't not, not a lot of music in it, but I don't think it needs improving. Yeah, only improvement I would say is don't drag me away forever if I die on the last level. I mean, come on, man. That's just that's mean. just mean. <laughs> you expect <laughs> me to get good at a game for playing it for twenty levels? Come on, come on. I'd love to return to this game. I'd also like to see a Rygar Maker would be kind of cool. Maybe uh, there's a nice level editor out there where you can do your own thing. That would be kind of neat. Well, during my playthrough of it, I thought to myself out loud that you could do like an endless procedurally generated Rygar or just a Rogar, if you will. 
Oh, an endless runner with Rygar? That would be kind of cool. Either endless or just, you know, generate the levels based on the different randomly pull from a set of tiles. Since it's just horizontally and occasional vertical. And yeah. uh, the, the, to be honest, it is kind of already procedurally generated. The spawns are semi random on some of the lesser enemies. We should make it an app and you get one run a day. Depending how far you get, depends how many points you get, which will let you buy power-ups for your next day's run, or you could just give us money. Exactly. Well, Tecmo, call us. Save, save it for the patent office. Save it for the patent office. <laughs> save, it for the, save it for the copyright crew. Oh, man. Trademarking Rogue Gar right now. Yeah, I recommend it to, um, I'd say anyone who likes any sort of combat platform, or give it a try. You'll probably at least have a little fun with it. If it's, you know, too easy for you. I could see backing out on that. Also, to ultimate frisbee enthusiasts, because you've got wind jammers and you kind of have this. That's pretty much all you got. Captain America and the Avengers. I mean, Cap Shield is almost like a frisbee. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. Any game with Captain America in it throwing his mighty shield, as it were. It is getting to be that time. That time is movie time. We have movie sign. It is time for movie tagline. If Rygar were a movie, you would make a tagline for it because you're going to put a poster on it. You're going to put it outside the theater and be like, hey, come see Rygar, motherfucker. That's not my tagline. <laughs> but you get the idea. Think of Superman. You will believe a man can fly, motherfucker. That's basically just for go for here, minus the motherfuckers. Uh, well, Rygar. maybe you can throw one in there if you want. But we're doing it for Rygar. We do it every week. I don't know. If you're if you're new here, you might not know that. If you aren't new here, you know that, and you're wondering why I'm explaining this every goddamn time. Because it, we have to assume every episode is somebody's first. Evergreen content, ladies and gentlemen. Evergreen mm. content. Evergreen popping cherries. What? <laughs> We're popping people's ear cherries. They've never heard us before. We have to imagine it's their first time. You're not wrong. Anyway, right. uh, we're going to do taglines for Rygar right here, right now. Okay. Rygar, right Gar. I got it. Um, Rygar. It's not a morning star. It's a disc armor, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I should have expected that to be very honest and busting that out. But anyway, uh, my movie tagline is Rygar. Excuse me while I whip my disc out. Ooh. <laughs> I was going to add and slap it right upside your face, but that's, that's taking up a little too much space. And so it's good food, good films, good foods. I don't want to talk about food. There is no food in the game. No, surprisingly, no food pickups. That's because Rygar gets hit once and he's down. Did you notice on some of the stages there was this weird thing where the fireballs would come up out of lava and then on the way back down they would turn into like fabulous prizes? Yes. I don't get that. Well, the gods constantly wish to destroy the land of Argul, but also reward those who dare uh, adventure uh, over its lava depths. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, there were yeah. a, fair amount, a fair amount of other neat bonuses. Like, you know the stacking dudes? I like to call them the acrobats. Yeah, they remind me of the little midget guys from Kung Fu. Yeah, if you can bang, those out, uh, bang out all four of them in the stack in a row... Yeah, you get bonus. Yeah, bonus. I also got a bonus for like picking up the little star pickups. Uh, I love that it does that. It'll be like bonus, bonus points, and it would play like a little ditty when you would get it. Yep. I don't know how many stars it took me, but it was like, oh, hey, here's 70,000 points. I'm like, damn. 
That's been Rygar. It's been lovely. But it's time for T.T. Schmootkins. Next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine's Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Scrootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes, 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 clue, luck, oh clue. What is your clue for next week, Keith the Roboduke Otter? My clue for next week's game, which I'm so excited for, is... Change commando. That is one people might actually get. You might get that one, though it's not actually from the game. My clue for next week's We Talk Games Arcade Weekly video game from an arcade is well, at least he made a little more sense than Jin. <laughs> yeah, no, God. <laughs> that one took me a second. That one took nice. You lined it right up with mine. I line all the things up. Be sure to line up our podcast by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Do it. Five stars and above. Can you go above five stars? If anyone can find a way, it's you guys out there. So follow us on Twitter at WeTalkGames as well. Join the discussion and see really cool flyers for the games we usually post every week. Supplemental content at Facebook WTG Podcast. It's not going to insert itself, Chris. It's not going to turn itself is a weekly video series on my channel, youtube.com slash negabun, where I play along with whatever games are on the docket for We Talk Games. So, We Talk Games, or sometimes They Talk Games. I'm not always there, but I am somewhere else playing the game, and then I let you see me playing the game. Well, you don't see me, you just see the game, but you can hear me. I think you can figure it out. I play the game, I talk at you, although I'm really talking at the game. And it's kind of weird and awkward and lonely. But if you can't get to the game, I'm probably 17 or 18 slots down on the list of next best things. But it's there. Usually on the Monday after the show goes live. It's been a delight. Thank you all for coming out and jamming us in your earballs. For Robotuke and myself, Negabun, I would just like to remind you to always remember whose cucumber is bigger. Everybody wants to see my fanny, everybody likes to hold my fanny, but she loves no one but me. Everybody wants to seize my fanny, everybody likes to squeeze my fanny, they do everything to please my fanny. Still she loves no one but me, oh don't touch my fanny, please don't ever try. My little fanny is reserved for just one guy That's why I never let another love light blind me Everywhere I go you'll always find me With my little fanny right behind me Cause she's so in love with me
tonight to hang around beside my fanny. Maybe I should go and hide my fanny, or she'll find somebody new. I've seen lots of fannies in my time, and frequently their cheeks were close to mine. But never have I held one so divine like the fanny that belongs to me. We will be married someday next June. And when we go away to spend our honeymoon, I know that everyone is gonna miss my fanny. No one ever could resist my fanny, but they wouldn't dare to kiss my fanny, 'cause she's so in love with 